Welcome back to the 5Ps Podcast, where we discuss all things productivity, purpose, possibilities, prayer, and pressure. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm so excited you decided to listen in today. We have a really great conversation ahead. I spoke with Latoya Whitfield, who is a money mindset and empowerment coach. We discussed a number of things, including her transition into being a full-time entrepreneur. Stay tuned. This is a conversation you don't want to miss. Before we get started, I want to give you a friendly reminder to make sure you're following and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on upcoming conversations. We have some great things ahead. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be speaking with Latoya Whitfield. She's a money mindset and empowerment coach. So Latoya, welcome to the podcast. Could you tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and about your business? Sure. Well, I am, again, I'm a money mindset and empowerment coach, and I actually help women transition from corporate into what I call queenpreneurship. And so with that being said, uh, my goal is to help them uh, reach their God-given purpose so that they can start to fully operate in their gifts. And my motto is to always pray, plan, and prepare. And when all of those things are combined, um, that that usually comes out to a very successful transition from corporate to queenpreneurship. So I'm excited to help uh, all of the ladies that are looking to make that big change in their life. It can be scary, but when we overcome that that fear, um, it will be a piece of cake. I love that. You know, we're all about this God-given purpose. And y'all, I had the pleasure of having lunch with Latoya, I think it was about two weeks ago, and everything she shared with me about her business and her vision and what she's working on, they blew me away. So she's definitely someone you want to get to know, and I'm even that much more so excited to have today's conversation to learn more about like how did she get started and the steps she's taken to help out her um her do you call them customers like what do you call your clientele queenpreneurs queenpreneurs okay I love that (laughs) okay so how did you get started so basically my business well here's the the little bit of the background behind it Um, I actually had started in 2016, but got discouraged and ended up closing my business after only six months. So I had a fear of actually going back to start it again. So I delayed it and delayed it. Well, um, when the pandemic hit, um, I literally heard my purpose calling me so clear. And one thing that people say that if you do not answer your purpose, it will definitely keep calling you. So when the pandemic hit, my purpose called me loud and clear. And I was literally like, okay, so I am not going to start my business back until 2021 because I need everything to be perfect. This needs to be perfect and this needs to be perfect. So I was waiting for the perfect time. And so <laughs> and when the pandemic hit, um, I saw the desperate need of everyone. Um, the fear of losing jobs, the fear of not being able to pay their bills, Um, the fear of not having financial literacy. And so this right here was, I I didn't even care about the money. I just needed to start a community 
where I could let people know what they could do to prepare for this. And so as a result of actually just sharing information and sharing knowledge, that's when people were like, can you coach me? Can you help me? Can you coach me? And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> okay, so let me let me get this together. And then, you know, yes, I'll coach you. So my business started so quickly that I did not have everything together as I would have liked. It was not perfect, but it was God's perfect timing. And um, that's how my business started back again. It was literally the, the need, solving a problem um, and actually fulfilling the purpose. And it came at God's perfect timing and it couldn't have came at a better time. Listen, we can dissect this a number of ways. One, feeling like you have to have it all together before you step out. Because a lot of people can relate to that, no matter you know what your plight in life is. There, we all get to a point that we feel like we're not adequately prepared for the next step. But it's mm-hmm. one of those things that like when God has called you to do something, he will make provision. And it sounds like all of that happened for you quickly. Y'all, because she's out here killing it. Like, I know you just had one of your uh, events about a month ago. It looked amazing. I wish I could have been there. Yes. <laughs> it um, was absolutely awesome. Yes. So from that, along with helping people too. So, you know, when you first did your intro, you talked about God-given purpose. And I think a lot goes into into a business when you're a service-based business, but your, your, your mission, a portion of your mission is to help people realize what they're able to do. And then if you tap into the whole financial literacy and financial stability, that's needed across the board. And a lot of people are not prepared for those unexpected hiccups. And 2020 showcased that across the board where jobs are being lost. So all of that being said, thinking through getting people to change their mindset since you're a mindset coach, how did you get to a place of changing your mindset so that you're able to see this, but also a place where you're able to help other people recognize the need for a mindset shift? So I think it really started with me actually having to go through the same things that I Everything that I teach, I have literally went through it and I have experienced it. And so one of the ways that I really started to shift my mindset was to understand that my future depended on the decisions that I made today. And so I decided that I was tired of saying, what if I would have started this? What if I would have had this business open? Uh, What if I would have did this differently? I may have been here. And so I got tired of saying those things. I got tired of of seeing my family struggle and not have or living paycheck to paycheck. I knew something different had to happen. And the one thing that was different was mindset, a a complete mindset shift. And I started to do that by actually reading books and being careful about what I listened to. I was also very careful about the words that I would say that would come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. So this took repetition of doing these things over and over again, controlling my thinking, reading books, being careful of what I speak and what I say. And I had to do it over and over and over again until I could completely shift my mindset. As if someone is working out, 
to be consistent, they have to continue doing those things over and over again. And it's the same thing that happens with your mind. And so as I was coaching clients, the one thing that I found in common was that people were eager to learn, but were they really eager to change? Mm. Because knowledge is much different than wisdom. You can get all of the knowledge in the world, but if you until you apply it, then, then that's the only time that it becomes wisdom. And so that's why a mindset coach is so important because it does not make a difference of what knowledge you have if you are not utilizing it to change your life. She better preach it. Keep going, girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's good. No, keep going. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm just I'm just here to tell you that I think that a lot of times um, people don't understand that the application process and the application process is the most important part of the knowledge that has been gained, right? Because, um, for example, when I hired my coach, I was not able to gravitate or grasp everything that was being taught. So I had to go back and read the things that were being taught to me so that I could then apply it. Because if she was telling me that I could have 5K and 10K months, and then I was not having a 10K or, or, or a 5K month, I had to go back and figure out what it was that I was doing wrong so that I could then apply it so that the knowledge that was given to me could now be applied and turned into wisdom. Yeah, the application, y'all. See, listen, because here's the thing. A lot of people have great ideas. They, they know what's supposed to be done. You, you have an idea what's supposed to be done, but you're not doing it. It's like the faith without works type of mm -hmm. mindset, right? So you can't yeah. get to, what she just told us was that you might have the knowledge of something, but do you have the wisdom of that matter? Are you actually applying what you know to your situation. That's good, especially when it comes down to finance, right? Because mm -hmm. most people know, you know, the simple pr practical principles, like you live outside of your means, you don't save, you don't invest, you will, you know, always be living paycheck to paycheck. You won't be able to develop generational income. But a lot of people aren't willing to make the sacrifices to be able to do that. And then from an entrepreneurship perspective, a lot of people know what it takes or they have an idea of what it would take to build a successful business. I would even say like a, uh, a million dollar business, they have great ideas, but many people lack the fortitude to actually get up and do something. Like you have the ideas, you've written it down, you've talked about it, but day after day, you're not willing to get up and put you know, pen to paper. You're not willing to pull up your bootstraps to actually get some stuff done. So um, how, how, as you made this shift and you had um, these conversations with your clients, what would you say has been the biggest aha moment for you in coaching them? Um, and what has been one thing that they probably come back to you to say like, hey, that was really great advice? I think the aha moment is when clients would come back and tell me, I never thought about it that way. And I think that was a big statement to hear almost all of them say the same thing. And they said, I never thought about it that way. That means that there had to be something that was said to them to make their mind shift and say, oh my gosh, like if I think about it this way, I can't be successful. 
I remember my one client that I had last year uh, because I had a combination a combination of all my clients together. Uh, last year saved about 25K and they paid off about 30K in debt. And one, one of the biggest portions of that money saved was my client that saved the $10,000. We are talking about a single mother and we are talking about someone that was um, that was working a regular nine to five job, right? Um, she didn't have a lot of bills, so this was key. She didn't have a lot of bills. And so the moment that I started to talk to her and tell her, it, the key is for you to start to make things automatic. Start to make things automatic. So now you're no longer focusing on having to take this extra time and these extra steps to go and make this additional change. So she started to do everything automatic where it came to having her Christmas accounts. All of that was automatic. The amount of money that I told her that needed to go in account that became automatic. So there had to be a mindset shift for her to not touch that money, right? And so the mindset shift was, I want, I had her to look into her future. How bad do you want your future? Like, mm-hmm. you want it bad enough for you to not touch the money, or do you? You say, you say, I'll get it. I'll get it one day, or I'll do it one day. She wanted it that bad that she was willing to make that sacrifice to do it. And that started with her mindset shift of us talking through it daily and daily and continuing to start to make small changes. Because I think a lot of times people think that, oh, it can suddenly change. But no, it's the baby steps that we do that lead up to that. Instant gratification kills a lot of things. It kills a lot of hearts and dreams. You know, it's that, you know, you get ready to check out at Walmart as a child and you have $5, right? Versus you saving it, you see a toy, a piece of candy, you're always picking up those things that seem to feel an immediate void, but they don't give you the long-term satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So speaking of that, right, long-term satisfaction in your plight from, being in the working world, working, you know, a nine to five versus um, moving into being a full-time entrepreneur, what are some of the things you wish you would have known before becoming a full-time entrepreneur? Um, you know, I would say, it, this may sound simple, but before I made my shift, I planned a lot of things, right? So I don't really have the regret of what I f- wish I would have known. My my strategy is to, pr- to pray, plan, and prepare. And so while I was doing that, I started to study and I did the things that I needed to do to get in place before I made that shift. And I think a lot of times people quit their jobs without having a plan in place. So I think that was the biggest mistake that I was seeing people around me make. They were quitting their jobs, but they weren't actually having a plan in place and they weren't preparing for what, for the pros or the cons that could come along with that. Um, So I would say the major thing that helped me was actually hiring my coach. And she had actually went through the same transition that I had made. She shifted from, 
from a nine to five to full-time entrepreneurship. So I was able to learn from someone else before I had actually made that shift. So I would say that I don't have any regrets or I didn't, there wasn't one thing that I wish I would have did different because of my preparation. Mm, I like that. You hit on two different things. One, they're preparing. Y'all, a good plan will help set you up for success. It will provide direction and it will keep you on the course like when things are not going favorable like you have to be you have to figure that out and I also like how she says she actually has a coach because you know having a mentor that's something that I've always for me personally I found to be invaluable is to have somebody that I can connect with whether like I said coach mentor something of that phase so so how did you seek out your coach? Like, was there something that stood out to her? I'm wondering about, you know, people are listening and they're thinking about like, I, maybe I do need a coach or maybe I do need a mentor. How would you encourage someone to really vet out someone that they should be connecting with? Well, I think that this is a great question because a lot of times when we are seeking out our coach, we, we want some type of social proof. We want to see if they are really doing the things that they are saying. So one of the major things that a person could do when they're seeking out their coach is look for social proof to see what other people are saying about this person, um, what random people are saying about them. Look at their reviews, see what is being said. But then the other thing is that a lot of coaches uh, will actually have a freebie or they will have a low ticket offer, right? So they may have a freebie and you look and see what's valuable in their freebie. But then you also, they may, may have something that's like a low ticket offer that may be $25 or $45. I remember paying for like, I think maybe a $47 course or something like that, a live, uh, like a webinar to go to one of my coaches um, one of her webinars to see what it is that she was actually teaching on. And so I was so intrigued, the value that she was providing for that through that webinar um, was speaking to what I needed. And so she just didn't go on there and start selling me. She first provided me with value. Then she told me how it could help me and how she could help me in the business. And then she gave steps to what I should do next. So I didn't just up and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to hire the first person that I see. No, I followed her for about six months before I actually made that decision. So I am telling everyone that is out there maybe getting scammed or something like that. Make sure that you're doing your due diligence and make sure you're doing your homework so that you will not get scammed by the people that are on here posting the receipts that may not actually be their receipts. Listen, y'all better listen to that. That's some good advice. <laughs> the scammers are out here. The scammers are out here. Child, somebody uh, had my Facebook on um, this past week. And I'm like, I have the most lackluster account. But I do know that people, if you have a business, that's one thing that they try to do because they feel like um, they'll be able to get in there, connect with your customers and do a whole bunch of other stuff. Y'all, that's just a side note. Y'all know Jessica is always with like these side stories that have nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> watch the scammers. That's the moral of this story here is bet your people out. But no, yeah. seriously, no, I, as you speak about her and the value that she brings, something about that, 
I don't know, it, it um, ignites like a, a fire. Like I can definitely hear the value she's bringing to you and your perspective. And I know that that's trickling down to your queenpreneurs because you have it together. Like, you know, the whole, the breakdown of the business plan, right? Like when you offer a service, like you got to provide value before people just commit to you, right? I think there are so many things that go under developing a solid business that's just beyond a pretty picture on Facebook, right? Right. Beyond, you know, a cool live or something of that nature, you know, the, the gimmick behind it all, but you have to be able to provide value, whatever you're doing. So, and if you're listening to this and you're in corporate America, I would say, Hey, you still need to provide value on your job as well. Like you need to show up <laughs> and not just ask for a promotion, for instance, like you have to show that you're, you're worthy of it. And especially business owners, when you think about being able to have a business that's able to stand the test of time, experience is everything. So my background is in um, consumer experience and experience design. I don't know if you know that or not. I don't think we got into it when we were talking before. So I'm always thinking about from a corporate America perspective, like when they're developing these products, how do you retain people? Because again, you build this stuff out, you have your vision, your mission, you're passionate about it, but are the people you serving also connecting and resonating to that particular vision? So yeah, and I I really think that that's a great point that you said. Um, I think that when we are in corporate America, we have to use that as an advantage, right? We need to see what it is that we can learn while we're there because everything is designed for a purpose. And so there may be some things that you learn while you're in corporate that could actually be applied to your business. There, When I worked in banking, there are several things that I learned in banking that I am now applying in my business now. So it's very crucial and it was a part of the purpose for me to be able to learn those things. And so even when we think about employees, right? If you're an employee and you're not happy, think about some of the things that you would like to have for you to be a happy employee so that when you do become a full-time business owner and you start to hire, you will be able to make great decisions and think about things from the employee perspective. Right, nothing is uh, nothing is lost. Like everything that you go through is always used somewhere else. So go for it. Y'all know Romans 8 and 28, all things work together. So while whatever you're doing, show up, get back to it. I just enjoy talking with you. You know, I'm sitting here looking at these questions. You know, I have a million things I want to say. I'm trying to stay the course here because I'm like, ooh, go there, let me go here. But um, it's really because the passion that you have for business, the passion you have to change lives, it's inspiring. Y'all, we were, when we were chatting, we were trying to remember how we started following each other on Instagram. And that's how we connected via Instagram. Shout out to social media. There is value there, guys. Um, (laughs) There's good out there. You just got to seek it. But if you go over to her Instagram page, and I will have everything linked with the podcast, but if you go over to her page, she's able to showcase sound tips, right? um, That are encouraging that help really get you to start thinking about what you need to do next. Like, and that's just a portion of her business, right? Instagram is just one of those things. So definitely go connect. So as I think about that, um, I know that, you know, you, there's a lot that you have planned. So when I think about what you have planned business-wise, and I think about purpose, 
Um, I guess my question is, how does your business help you align to your your God-given purpose, your long-term purpose? Oh my gosh, like, I think when people don't understand that there is no such thing as failure when you're following your purpose, like you cannot fail because one of the things that it really does is it makes room for you. And so um, I, I can really attest to that because the, in the new book that I just uh, written, it's called Freedom Over Fear. And um, I am a co-author on that book. I did not ask to be a part of that book. Yes. I did not ask. However, my gift made room for me. I was able to show value to the world. I was able to uh, to provide knowledge to uh, to my customers, to my clients. Um, I was able to va uh, show value to people that didn't even know me, right? And so when people started to understand that I talked about finances and I talked about mindset, and when they got ready to choose the person that they wanted on this book, then who did they, they seek out, right? My purpose was making room for me. And so so I think if people understand that if you continue to do that, no matter if the path does not go straight, but you have to go through a few detours, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, whatever that next step or that detour is, it's, it's giving you a, a piece of information that you can be able to take to the next step. And because of those detours, that's why I was able to provide so much information in this book. And I'm just so excited to be a a co-author of this book because it's going to help so many people in their businesses it's literally the it's literally the business owner's guide to help mm. you to help you succeed in business so if you are having fears or anything like that that's something that can help you overcome those fears so that you can literally just be free excited about this book so to, to even dive into that what was your process like when you started like what was the most important thing that you wanted to convey to the readers about fear because a lot of people struggle with that um in one line in the book I said I think this may seem simple but just do it I think we're just so afraid to fail. We're so afraid to fall on our face. We're so afraid to be embarrassed. We're so afraid of what someone else is going to say. And every time that we're doing this, we are literally not getting that one step ahead. Even if you start to write something down and you don't feel like you're making any progress, it's progress because now you're doing something that you have not did, which was write the plan down. Mm -hmm. Listen, some people have told me the same thing today. So I know this This is timely, y'all. This is timely. Like, y'all need to go connect with this girl. <laughs> uh, and fear is one of those things as I sit here. I don't know if you know this or not. Like, I, I have talked about fear. I thought I had it on my desk. I was going to say about something very similar because I feel like fear is one of those things that cripples so many people and they're not able to get to the source of the fear. It's just that I can't do it or I, I'm afraid of what will happen if I will do it. And I'm one of those people, like I've shared on the podcast before, there have been a number of things where, you know, I faced it and fear has just shut it down. So you almost start self-sabotaging yourself because it's just like, you know what, I'm not going to even try or what will happen there. But when you're able to face those fears and overcome it, it's such a way, it's like the chains fall off. And yeah. you feel like you can literally fly through it all. Um, but it's one of those things that you, you really have to be committed to the journey, committed to the purpose, committed to the vision more than you are to the fear. And yeah. 
over the past week, one thing that stood out to me is the scripture that says it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So it's like to even be out here walking in fear, like I can't even, because the opposite of faith is fear or doubting. So I can't even be out here pleasing God. And I'm saying I'm pursuing this God given purpose, but I'm walking in fear. And I think that's one of the things on my journey, I've been making sure that as I face these various battles that I'm working to overcome them. All that to say is I can't wait to read the book. So tell me about the co-authors. Uh, so uh, my co-authors actually live all around the world. None of them actually are located here in Huntsville. And that's the that's the most beautiful thing about it, right? Uh, they all come from different backgrounds. Um, you know, they, they do different things, but they all target mindset in some way. And so I'm just excited to connect with people, like-minded people. And mm-hmm. when you start to connect with like-minded people, so does your business grow. And one of the things that we'll be doing is we'll be going to uh, to Miami on December 11th, right? And we'll, it'll be an entire networking event. Uh, there are opportunities for people to sponsor, but not only that, they're able to come down there and be a vendor, right? So there, there is power in even actually just being connected connected to the book or connected to me in some way, because I always believe that there is value in helping others get to the next level. And so that's what we are all about. We are all about networking and, and working together because once we work together and help each other, then what happens is that other people become successful in the process. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Has it hit you that you're, you're an author now? But you know what? It's so funny that you said that I just walked in. Um, so I have, uh, I look at my vision board daily, not always at the same time, but, and I don't always look at every single thing that's on the vision board. I just glimpse at some certain things. And today I literally walked in there and I said, author. And then I had to take another look and I said, oh my God, I put author on there. Like it hit me that I actually put that in on there and so the exciting part was that it was so easy like it literally the opportunity fell in my lap just like that and it's and that's a part of purpose sometimes things that come uh we have to understand that it's okay for things to come easy sometimes there may be some things that require work but sometimes things fall easy just because you're following your purpose so yes to look at that on my vision board it was like Oh wow, like I literally wrote that down. <laughs> and so I, I, I made a Facebook post today and I, I I posted the picture and I was like, oh my gosh, like I literally almost started crying because I saw author on there. And it's happened. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> like it's out there. Like it's when will the book be released? So the book will actually um we'll keep you posted on that, but okay. <laughs> Uh, you can actually pre-order the book by going to uh, www.latoyawhitfield.com. So latoyawhitfield.com, you can actually go ahead and pre-order that book. Okay. Y'all hear that? This is so good. This is so good. Y'all, if you can't tell, I love connecting with, like she said, like-minded people. So I'm over here on the camera just giddy. I wish you guys could see me because I, I really am just full from this conversation. And it's 
something to see people pursue God and to pursue their God-given purpose and for him to just do what she said, make it easy. Y'all know that's always one of my prayers as well. God, let me go through this stuff and make it easy. Not that it's always easy, but hey, listen, I'm not trying to fight it. That's my prayer. (laughs) But you know, I think that, um, I think that we can sometimes be, we can sometimes get used to struggle. We can sometimes think that we are supposed to always struggle and that's not how it's supposed to be. We are, we are kingdom citizens, like we are kings and we are queens. And so a lot of times we need to understand that abundance is ours if we decide that we want. Yes. Yeah. Listen, it's ours. You better claim that thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You better claim it. This is good. So when you, I know your passion is for connecting with the community and for women. Why is that important to you? Um, it's, it's so important to me because I remember not having a community, right? I, I wanted to find a place where I felt like I belonged. I wanted to, I wanted to just fit in, right? Because that was a part of me not knowing myself, not knowing my purpose. And I think when I started to get this community, what it said to people was that you have a place, you have a seat at the table, and you're coming to a place where no one is judging you. And I remember just being a single mom and just feeling like, you know, is there hope for me? Like, can I become a business owner? Like, you know, I've been to college. For me, I felt like, college and just working in in the corporate world was something that I saw my aunt do so part of me believed that I could accomplish that part it was a little struggle for me because I I was a single mom and she wasn't but I felt like I could at least complete college and I could work corporate but I never believed really that I could be a business owner Mm. in the back of my subconscious mind Mm -hmm. I believed that if I did become a business owner, it may just fail. And so we have to control our subconscious mind because it is writing our future. So um, as I was, as I created that community, you know, what I did not understand is that once I started to serve, my purpose started to become a little bit more clear to me. And I started to serve my community and give and give and give. And then my purpose started to really align with what I was supposed to be doing. And so my target with women was just identifying with someone that has some of the same um, struggles that I had was just being a single mom. But I wanted people to also understand that a single mom is just a situation. It's not who you are. That does not define you. And so as I continued to evolve, which I initially was helping single moms, um, but as I evolved, I understood that there was so much, there, there was so much power in collaborating and helping another queen go to the next level. It was something so powerful about that. And that's why my target market is my queenpreneurs, because I know that there's value in what I'm, what I'm doing for, for my community by helping them get to their next level of their greatness, helping them seeing something in them that they may have not seen in themselves. Girl, that, that mindset, you are, you are what you are, meaning that 
your your business title and what you're working towards it's just in you and I love to see that I love to see that um I have two questions for you because I really want to get into well I guess close out with you know your faith and how it drives you but I really want to make sure people are able to connect with you so before we we jump into what's next for your business you know I would be remiss if I don't just ask you we've talked through it throughout the entire conversation today about faith and pursuing God-given purpose but what does that look like for you and what would you encourage others to do on this journey to queendompreneurship um, to finding purpose into walking away from fear as they walk to faith or walk in faith? You know, the main thing is to really seek God, right? He's the only person that can tell you why you were put on this earth. And I think so many times we go and ask other people, what do you think I should be doing? Um, What do you think that I'm good at? How do you feel like I would do with this? And so when we start to ask people that did not create us what we should do, now we're confused because this person says, you're good at doing nails. And then this person said, no, you're good at uh, being an author. You're good at writing. But no, no, I like how you coach the kids. You're a good coach. And so now we become confused and then we're trying to be a jack of all trades, right? But a master of none. Uh And so I think that in order for us to make sure that we are a master, we need to consult the master master to see why we were put on this earth. Say that one more time for the people. (laughs) Say that one more time. (laughs) We need to seek the master, right? And I think that this... This is not, this can be easier said than done when someone tells you what to do, but not how to do it, right? And so I remember someone saying, hear from God, hear from God, you need to ask him. But one thing you need to understand is that you may not hear a loud roar. You may not hear God say it to you and speak it loud, right? It may be what you feel in your heart, right? So as a man thinking, so is he, right? But it's in his heart. It does not mean that it's the the brain. It does not mean the brain, right? Sometimes it's right, right here in the heart. And so sometimes God speaks to us through our heart. And so that's how we can strategize and see what it is that our, our next move should be. It, it will be so clear, it will be so clear that that because God because God is not a confusion, right? And so when you know the next move to make and it aligns with the word, that's how you know you've heard from God. She just broke that thing down for y'all. <laughs> she broke it all the way down. Um, that was good. That was good. You know what stood out to me? If you want to be a master, you need to seek the master and. <laughs> But all of it was good. Listen, I'm just so excited about that. Um, What God has placed on the inside of you, because again, it's mindset. And that's what a lot of people are struggling with nowadays, especially, you know, on the, well, I I don't want to say on the heels of COVID because we're still in the middle of it, but there is so much doubt. There is so much confusion. People are just doing what they know to do best. And we're seeking guidance from everything and everywhere. But you just told us like, hey, you have all of these plans out here, but y'all, we need to slow down and seek the master. So we're able to master what he's telling us to do. She also told us we need to stop going to other people to get validation because we'll be confused. Look, we don't necessarily need to be a jack of all trades because that will make you tired too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of us 
trying to figure out why do we feel so wore out is because we're doing what everybody else is telling us to do versus what God has told us to do. And that right there is a, a whole situation in itself. Girl, you just said a lot. You said so much. Like, what's what's your driving force? Like, I just asked about the faith aspect, and you know, we've talked about the business, but is there something I don't even know what I want to say? Like, because it's been so good, like what you've been able to to break down and the the self-realization that you've been able to come to that has shifted your mindset. You've talked about the evolution of your business, which I would, you know, would say that that has to be like an evolution of self. Like, you know, you're, you're blossoming in this journey from financial to business entrepreneurship to queendompreneurship and guiding other people to go along this journey with you as you've been able to learn on your own personal journey. So with that, I say pat on the back, kudos to you, queen, keep doing what you're doing. What's next for you in your business? What's next for you just in general? What would you like to share with the audience? You know, um, what's next for me is quality partnerships and collaborations, right? Because one of the things that I know that has elevated my business is literally connecting uh, with like-minded people and collaborating with them. Um, we can do things by ourselves, but we're more powerful if we do it, we do it with someone else. And so I'm looking forward to the partnerships um, and the next things that are going to happen. So the next things that are going to be released, I can't really reveal that yet, but there will be some partnerships coming up that will be with me uh, with some other uh, queens. <laughs> so I'm excited about that, but please understand that success comes in, in partnerships, right? When we, when we start to see how we can come together as partners and you utilize that as leverage to see what that person has that we could bring to the table and then vice versa. But I would say the one thing that, that I would like to share with people a lot of times, and I heard this so clear, someone said this one time, they said that you do not find your mentor, your mentor finds you. Mm. So a lot of the time, the person can't necessarily find you because they don't even know what you do. They don't know what you do, who you are, because you're doing so many things. And so your mentor can't even find you. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so one great example uh, is really, I found a, a person that I mentor, I found her. And since she's been working with me, which was literally just August, she's had five paid clients, mm. you know? And so um, I'm looking forward to not only the partnerships, but also the people that I can pour back into. Mm. When you're able to give back as a portion of your business you know that your business will be blessed like you will always have success so i'm so excited to connect with you i'm so excited about what you're doing with your business and also what you're doing to impact the broader community of entrepreneurs more broadly and i know that this is just the beginning so i'm just thankful that you decided to be on the podcast because when you blow up i'm gonna say she's on my <laughs> she was on the podcast Seek it. <laughs> so how can people connect with you so you can actually connect uh, with me on instagram um financial coach wit 
So that's financial coach and then with W-H-I-T. And you can visit my website at latoyawhitfield.com to see what's coming next and upcoming events and also past events. All righty, y'all. Please connect with Latoya. I will include her information in this episode's card. And also find her um, on Instagram. Go over to the 5Ps podcast. I will have her information linked once the episode is released. So Latoya, I can't say thank you enough. Um, I know I've said it throughout the episode, y'all. So hopefully you're not tired of me, but it's really because I'm genuinely excited about what she's doing. And I know that this is only the beginning of what God has in store for her. So with that, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. And I look forward to many, many more. Yes, we will connect on the podcast and outside of this. (laughs) All right, bye guys. So guys, thank you for tuning in to the 5Ps podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's conversation. There were a number of nuggets that were dropped by LaToya. I can hardly wait to see what she accomplishes next. So that brings us to the bottom of today's conversation. But you guys know before we drop off, I have to do our I don't have too many this week. We're going to get you on out of here. So our first announcement is to um, encourage you to go out and follow us on Instagram, along with making sure you follow us on your streaming service. Also, don't forget to leave us a comment or reply. Rate us. Let us know what you think about the podcast. I love getting feedback on the episodes, as well as just your journey in general. How's the podcast helping you to follow your God-given purpose? Next, go over to Unique Treats and grab some inspired apparel. I know that there are some things out there that will help you walk confidently in your purpose. I think you should take a look. (laughs) Shameless plug, guys. Last but not least, I want to announce an upcoming event that I will be hosting. It's called The Bridge. It's a meeting of the minds where we're connecting faith-based business owners, corporate America professionals, and all of the likes together while we share tips on how to pursue your God-given purpose in practical ways, along with um, moment sharing our journeys and things we've learned that have helped us overcome fear, to help us walk confidently, and to essentially have freedom in the things we're pursuing. You don't want to miss out. To register, go over to jessicahicksonwalker.com to get more details and to pre-register. I can't wait to see Well, virtually, of course, but can't wait to see you nonetheless. (laughs) Hey guys, that's all that I have. I hope you're well. I hope you are pursuing your God-given purpose and you're walking confidently in all that you are doing, knowing that you are unique for a reason. Take care. Until next time, guys. Bye.